Hi everyone, welcome. Just wanted to open up before introductions to set a space to invite you to my world, invite you to my home, invite you to be a friend and share parts of my story that might resonate and it might be a place where you get to just be my friend and support what is happening in my world. And it's an energy and it's a frequency and vibration of we're all one. We all have something we came to this life asking to receive, to learn, to grow. And circumstances happen, trauma is something that we can make of it however we want to create that story and how we want to live a different life. We always have choice every moment of every millisecond. So today I open up a space of vulnerability, a space of whatever comes through. And for you to just sit back, have some popcorn, put on your pajamas and just take a deep breath and have a glass of wine if that's relaxing, a bath, whatever comfort you need to settle into the world that can be very uncomfortable at times talking about trauma. And then the thing that we do want you to know is that no matter where we're going with this conversation, there is solutions and I'm here to share that with you today. And it's a daily practice and there's no miracles, but there are solutions and things are possible in life to live the greatest life you've ever lived. So for that, that was my opening intro. Hope you join. Thank you so much, Rory. Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host. And today we have the immense honor of having Dr. Rory Montali joining us from California and from New York, depending when you ask her. Rory Montali tagline is turning impossible to possible. Rory uncovers hidden treasures buried in your DNA. She helps you become the best version of yourself. A natural born healer with intuitive abilities to sense trauma, disease, and unbalanced energies that trigger conflicts, confusion, anxiety, fear, pain, and depression. Rory moves audiences with her infectious energy as they embark upon a journey of revealing, feeling, and healing, which is a trademark. For over 20 years, Rory Montani has been an intimacy expert, business connector, public speaker, podcast host, and a physical and emotional healer. Rory is a certified craniosacral therapist, craniosacral somatic emotional release, among dozens of other healing modalities. Rory guides audiences to attain a deeper connection with themselves and others through experiential, experiential exercises that elevate their state of mind, making the impossible possible. Rory is also starring in the movie The Mystery of Sex Transmutation, The Ten Step to Riches. She is a featured expert in this documentary inspired by the best-selling book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Wally. Rory is a native of Queens, New York. She attended New York University, 
Oneontana State, Oneonta State University, and the American College of London in UK, where she learned fashion, which is an expression of self. Rory's excitement, love, and energy is delightful. Rory has a passion for guiding others through their journey to explore and discover the best version of themselves. Rory has a deep alignment with her soul and lives her life according to driven, accordingly driven to a lifestyle of health consciousness, meditation, and a spiritual connection with God. She is constantly seeking spaces of high energy and connection and is at her best in service to others. Rory's excitement, love, and energy are contagious. Rory has a passion for guiding others through their journey to explore and discover the best version of themselves. Dr. Rory Montali, thank you so much for being here today. On Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse, we dare to speak about abuse, about trauma, about those things that usually are kept quiet. What kind of abuse or trauma did you experience in your life that made the wonderful healer and so many other things you are to do? Thank you so much. Yes, I am a wounded warrior, a wounded healer. I had a mother who decided to be sleeping when I was born and it, um, 50 years ago. And uh, she was so afraid of birth that she decided to be asleep. And then the doctor pulls you out forceps, metal rods of this little baby that had frontal lobe problems from birth. So that can be extremely trauma traumatic in its own form of cognitive um, of the frontal lobe. And then it's like, oh, okay, but then life is happening and life is okay. And then the second trauma was uh, an innocent little girl I was, was molested from a stranger. And um, still to this day, we don't know who that was. And then the love of my life, my dad, who taught me everything that you can ever imagine. I was 23 going into my senior year in college and died in my arms. And I missed all the lectures and the guidance because mom wasn't that person and lost the love of my life at 16 to a boyfriend who had a, an abortion that to this day, I, I, I worked through it, but has been something I will always felt like I was gonna regret till I did the work around it. And so there was quite a few things happening before the age of 23. Wow. Now I'm 50. So we have a lot to move forward from 23 to, to share a lot of trauma a lot that happens. Um, but it wasn't the cards that I dealt. It wasn't the perfect world. I would say I was going to come into this world and it was going to be divinely the first day I was born. But what can you do? This is the cards I was dealt. And it's... It's how you actually viewed it at that moment during in real time. It feels really real and, and vulnerable to get out of the muck of the mud of it. And, and I'm glad to be here today to share on different points, on different aspects of whatever the flow goes today and where we unfold in how these healing lights came on on all four corners and where we are today feeling alive and excited to be who I am today and 
excited for certain things that happened to get the best of where I am today and who I am and what I'm here for to serve and to help others um, understand this path so they don't have to go through it so deeply 25 years to um, be in agony of like, you know, on the walls and they could be maybe hope today is my hope and relief pain. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, it's a huge, it's a hugely difficult starting point with deeply rooted trauma indeed. But somehow your tagline is turning impossible to possible, meaning that I can totally imagine I'm 23 years old when your dad passed away that you feel it is impossible. You feel like it's it's the end, like like what's the point? Especially after having been going through the kind of trauma you went through between the abortion, between the molestation, and between between, between being born from a mother who didn't want to be present. I mean, wow. Chills. And you know what I just realized? All of those four areas in today's real time has been possible and is in the continuation to um, not the father passing, but the father above, I found. The birth of what happened to with my mother, I'm going to see her in two days to love her and take care of her and forgive her and love her as exactly who she is. And she can't even get on a plane to see me with cap and gown as a humanitarian doctor. and. These are things that were impossible. And where I am today, I'm doing IVF. I'm going to try possibilities wow. uh, with that today, at wherever I'm at. And, and yeah, so I feel like every aspect of where it was impossible, I made it a very important thing as a practitioner in my own life before I can help others is to see possibility that there is hope with the work that I do, of course, I've done everything and we can get into that. Why I literally cannot believe how many people I depended on to fix Rory. One of my chapters of my book is called Fix Me. <laughs> everyone fix me, right? I'm broken. Yeah. The doctors, the healers. The work. I was like a junkie for conferences. Every time I would go to a conference, I would be in a high consciousness. And then I go home and the first day feels great. And then you go into a low point if you're not staying connected within, you know, your mastermind or your, 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 your community. So there's the lower consciousness. So there was this addiction going on in trauma where I always wanted to stay in the up of the up. So you don't have to feel as much. So it was that dynamic where I felt, wow, that's interesting. So in order to heal and be in the midpoint is to stay still and notice. Notice what you're noticing. Noticing that you want to go to these high vibrational places and what's the meaning behind it. So it's an interesting thing that I found myself through all the trauma where I was just on my road, on the road of healing was the vote of avoidance and also the road of fix me. So I want to just feel like, okay, let's have fun. Let's not think about it. 
that was the party girl and then it was the fix me girl so that's what happened so there was the dynamic so trauma happens in any subpersonalities and however anyone else heals could be not just one way there was two people in me that was a rock star rory let's forget let's party let's drink let's forget and let's like take care of that like the non-feeling person and then it was the fix me i want to feel i want to feel i want to feel i want to know i want to get healed so trauma i noticed there's only one way to heal and i'm that's what i'm here to share with you today so i you could say 50,000 people here are 50,000 things i'm sorry i went through it for 26 years going strong and i got healed from craniosacral therapy of somatic emotional release dealing with my subconscious so that subpersonality that needs the fix me is no longer needing to be fixed. She doesn't live inside me. She's, I don't even know who that was. And she died. I think she just disappeared in me. That personality no longer exists. Wow. That's truly fascinating. I don't have fix me. Yeah, there's no fix me. I don't no. need anyone to heal me. Yeah. It's so interesting because I, well, I'll let you speak. <laughs> that's just coming through like ooh, okay i'm down i mean wow i really want to acknowledge the path you have been on and how you have transformed your path how you have gone from trauma to double personality between let's party and fix me to actually allowing the fix me girl to dissipate from you, from your personality. You remember because there was a time when there, she was there, but it's not your here now anymore, but you do know the story. And knowing that there, there must be, there must be a moment in time where there is a shift in consciousness, when there is a before and an after that makes you think, wow, <laughs> as of now on, I will be my own healer, my own inner physician, my own guide. I will actually take responsibility for my own healing, for my own well-being. I don't need anybody else. Everything is all right. But that moment, what was that moment for you? I remember it very clearly, July 14, 2003. Wow. I was in New York City. I was with black velvet curtains in Manhattan. I remember uh, there was a bright light trying to creep in to those curtains and I was on my knees and I just didn't know why. And I just started sobbing. And I asked for help that something I did not even know existed above me, around me, inside me. And there you were. There was this instant awakening, a God wink. You would say click, click, like click God wink. Maybe you guys would remember that where you ask for support. You don't know what you're talking to. You're on your knee. You're feeling kind of like in real time, kind of ridiculous. I'm on my knees and I'm praying to something that I don't even know exist. And then it was just this amazing light. The one that was seeping through the velvet black curtain 
And it just gave me an awareness. And it was just the moment in real time that I needed to know that there was something more so than me of everything that I was doing, that there's something greater. And if there was a place that I can just surrender without even knowing what I'm surrendering to, that there's hope. Because at that point, I just thought, I'm just going to die because I was doing so much alcohol and drugs at that point in Manhattan. I just don't even think I was going to last at 25 years old. I thought I was going to die. That was what my thing was. My 25th birthday, I kept telling my boyfriend, I hope I make it through this birthday. That I, like a lightning bolt won't hit me and I'm going to die. So for that reason, to know that I survived and it was 25 and a day older, I had to look at this moment where something's happening here. That's what happened. And it was a real curiosity. It wasn't like I'm a Jewish girl, so it wasn't like I grew up with this church thing or God thing. Uh, it was just a very place of surrender that I don't want to die from my pain. And I don't know where to go anymore. I'm lost. And I don't want to take another drug from another psychiatrist. I just want to be able to have the answer. So mm. that's it. That was the, the long the answer, but that was the moment. That moment, I think, completely transformed your life. It that did transform I found God, if I want exactly. to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the whole reason for existence. And from that moment, I can't even get, begin to tell you that it wasn't like, ooh, like la-di-da. October 10th, 2005 was a la-di-da God moment. It took two years for me to kind of fathom the idea that that was real in real time happening me on my, you know, we can question, we can not realize that that was a gift. And then two years later, I'll never forget 1010 on October 10th, I was driving home my bicycle in New York. Someone asked me to take their bicycle in their truck to drive me home. And long story short, they said it's 1010. I go, no, it's, it's October 9th. They go, no, 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 it's 1010 because it was like after 12 o'clock or whatever. I don't know the, the story behind it, but next thing you know, this person in the car goes, I don't know why I said that to you. I go, I don't know. Maybe I'm supposed to, maybe I'll find God. Because in those two years, from July 14, 2003, till 10, 10, 2005, I was praying, going, show me that you really exist. I know I felt it. I know I heard you. But I really need to know because I, 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 I'm questionable. I kind of need to have more proof, you know, <laughs> proof in the pudding. That wasn't good enough, but it was significant that anyone would, you know. The next day I was driving, I was going to one of my jobs and I was getting picked up by, by my boss. And I told him at 1010 in the car, I'm going to be silent. I'm going to have this magnificent moment. I'm going to find God. <laughs> he thought I was like, you know, but he's like, okay, I'll give you the moment. We got very distracted. We went to the dollar store to get balloons because we were going to sell a house. At the time, I was doing multiple jobs. And at the dollar store, I go, how much do I owe you? 10-10. And people said 10-10. I didn't believe them still. And then I had to question again, are you sure I owe you $10.10? I looked at my watch, which I actually wore then. And it said 1010. 10. So I went into the aisle and I sat on the ladder 
And in that moment, I felt even more of the presence of God and said, in that moment, I said, I believe you. And I never, ever turned back from 10, 10, 2005. And today is June 14, 2023. That's why I can do the work I do, because I know with all my knowing, God said to me, you're a healer. You're going to help many as the road went on. I don't want to, and he said, and I want you to do the thing that you stay neutral because then you can use me in source and you stay absolutely as a practitioner and not having to tell people what's going on in their lives, fixing people and all that. What he said is you follow me, you go to like craniosacral. He exactly told me what to do. I never heard of craniosacral. I mean, I'm like, what? I was doing Reiki. You know, like Reiki healing and all this. And then that's another beautiful story. <laughs> yes, it's a beautiful story. But for whatever reason, when I was going on that journey, he's like, I need you to stay there. You can use my lineage to help. And that way you're neutral. And that means I'm not affected by being empathic on people's stories, trying to fix. I just, I'm an expert at your rhythm and knowing when I'm treating someone, whether it's on Zoom or in person, where I need to treat, not what you're coming in with a symptom. I, I take that into consent and I work with you, but I treat what I find. And then I do protocol to actually get some results. And that to me was the deal me and God made. And that's why I'm <laughs> And in heaven, he'll say, well, thank you, my sweet sister, Dr. Rory Mondali. You listened, and now you're effortlessly able to find me, feel me, and actually help my people. Exactly. Wow. That's it. One thing is true. We have experienced, I have experienced two healing sessions with you so far all virtual completely on zoom on virtual meetings and indeed i came with one question one like conscious like can you help me manifest more money sure <laughs> and then we went on a completely different path in my own womb the center of creation to actually forgive my youngest version of myself who decided to have a baby in my early, I was still 18 years old when I decided that, to actually have enough mouth to feed. And that was, that is my story. This is why we have, this is why I have a 25 years old child. <laughs> I mean, that's not, okay, but still. Because at that moment in time, I wanted to have more money from the government to actually survive. So it was already a question of means, of money, of available resources to allocate to our already survival. So that also said a lot about the level I was experiencing at that level, at that moment in time. But the fact of having gone through that healing that actually healed two things. And I can tell that two months later, two things healed. One thing is that the 
pain of the periods have greatly diminished. Really? I, I thought that. Yeah, but I didn't know that greatly. One of the big, big things that happened for the, 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 the two last months, it was like, huh, interesting. I can even go without medication. That is great. Like pain medication. That is great. And the other thing is that ways to manifest money have opened up and shift have happened in order to actually open up the floodgates in a way that is truly significant. So these are the two, two months later testimonial I can give because that is the experience. Of course, many, many other things have happened, but because of that healing at that moment, we opened up the possibility for releasing strongly held guilt in my womb and allowing money to actually be drawn to me. How beautiful. I remember going and doing cranial on the lining of your, on Zoom, the lining of where your uterus meets your inner thigh. And I was doing, we were, go, and I was working on, and I, I was able, to, it's fascinating to me. I was working on that. And then there was silence. And then you went into some somatic emotional release. And then, and then, um, and then you were like the uterus, the uterus. And then it was this feeling of peace, I remember. And it was like your whole body filled up with peace. And, and it was like, I, I felt the pain. That's how I, it was interesting. I felt the pain. I never really happens in that area that you were dealing with the uterus part of like the lining. And then to know that it's been successful, that's amazing. That you could do this on Zoom. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. That means so that everything is spiritual in nature. Everything is energy in nature. We help with the physical to move things around and to make things work. But everything is energy and spiritual first. This is why when I remember your story of getting um, molested at six years old, it's like, okay, energetically, it has broken something in the process. It has withered that full bloom flower because there is something not understandable, weird, feels not right. You don't know exactly what and why because you have no awareness even of it. And it's well, like, no, everything was forgiveness in my in when I did the dialogue and imaging that I did with you as a practitioner, I did my own work. And even when I just felt like I would never be able to confront my abuser face to face, I was able to have it in somatic emotional release, the work I do, and actually in real time feel like we had a dialogue together. And he shared that he was aware about it. He had two children. He told me he had hemorrhoids thinking about it. And and there was this dialogue we had together in real time that I don't have to wait for heaven for karma or let he'll get his. I kind of had peace in the sense in real time in my life, in my life, this life, to not have to feel he'll get his or it'll happen in heaven because that's how I always felt. And when I did the cranial sacral therapy, 
uh, I was able to release the DNA of an energy cyst that lies in your body and it's clumped up. If you can imagine the cell, one cell to another, they're clumped together. Cells should be separated and flowing through the whole entire system. And when there's clumps, sometimes you feel like a Googling, maybe someone can relate to that. Or like, a, right, when you're doing something, that could be like an energy cyst lost, okay? Where it's separating something of an energy. So somatic emotional release is energy, whether it's physical pain or it's stored in where it's not getting better, because it's an emotional situation that lies in the DNA of trauma. And the work I do is I, I can't do talk therapy anymore. So where I healed and where I heal others is not me healing you. The healing comes from the subconscious, the kingdom of the subconscious of you, whoever's on my table, whoever's my patient is doing the work. I'm not telling them what I see. I fix physically treatments of restrictions, but the patient is actually in full dialogue in the fullness of their session of what they see that's real to them. And whatever's showing up real is a dialogue between one thing to another. Like some people have a dialogue of the uterus to serenity, which is your higher self. You met your higher self, serenity. Serenity repeated your whole session. So let me explain to the audience. Somatic emotional releases. Gemma and me had a session, and Gemma connected to her higher inner physician, and you called it your inner goddess. Yes. And that was comfortable to you. And inner goddess was the name Serenity. Yes. And Serenity throughout my whole somatic emotional release for you to not have that pain in your uterus was telling you, I would say to you as a practitioner, Serenity, what do you want to say? And Serenity would say, whatever she would say. And then you as Gemma would say back to serenity, what you heard and what you were relating to. You had a dialogue from that moment that dialogue changes. And it turns out where in order for you to have no resistance to have full joy in life is no judgments. Remember this? Oh, yes. Yeah. And for the fact of any situation, that it was just a place for you to heal was for you to forgive self. That was the most important part. And when you did that, that's when your body filled up with peace. Mm -hmm. And that's when your body didn't feel these two past few months as much on the medicine because you had stored trauma in the cells. Mm -hmm. And when you did the work, it released. So that's somatic emotional release under cranial. And it's so important. I'm working with the military at times. I work with the humanitarian and the veterans and they have PTSD. So we don't relive anything at this point. What we do is we just go right into what's showing up and having a dialogue of what's showing up. And the way I healed mom and me from birth is I had a dialogue in a session and she did the best she could because that is where she was able to do for for what she could do to be the best mom she could what she knew and in that moment i was able to understand that and i released it when i 
had that traumatic experience about the sexual trauma, how impossible to possible on my table, I was able to have a dialogue with that person I never met and have full release, not just I forgive, my body allowed it to go the trauma and then it was real to me because i didn't have those significant pains anymore of a dagger in my by my like area in my throat which it was the trauma and somewhere in my uh stomach mm-hmm. the abortion when i let go i was actually in a place where i was grateful that i was even a mom to say i even if i never became a mom i was a mom in that moment and that healed me and through the somatic. And the last about dad, I was actually able to not, I miss you, I, I need you, all this grabbing onto, I was in a place where I was able to have my father really show up for me and not in a sad place, but in a place of empowerment. And then I was able to use that empowerment when I found God and my dad to say I can still have your guidance if I choose to and not feel lost so that's huge for those things to unfold and the abortion was a really good one because that one was really identifying that as much as you're trying to be a mom I was a mom because I had that baby in me whether I chose to do the thing of not knowing God not having my mom understanding, asking my choice for life. So I just wanted to share that this work is unbelievable. It's, it's monumental. It really is deeply transformational, energetically and spiritually first. And our experience in physical life just blossoms because of that work. And that is the gift that you have chosen to keep on giving to whoever is open to receiving it around you and now I want to tell you something can you it's for me I have to say could happen in trauma and I'm not just trying to like like just like express it in the deepest form think about someone who has a whole chapter on fix me 65 thousand things say to try to fix trauma and then i drop in and i simply just have a dialogue of whatever's showing up in an image or color of thought and having that conversation of called carl young how significant that trauma can heal on one session one session there's no talk therapy all day long to be in the conscious mind is not what's going to heal the subconscious is what's running your life it's your patterns it's your belief systems and it's destructive cycles if we are not working with the subconscious to heal trauma the trauma keeps reliving itself looking at a different flavor a different concept thinking you resolved it it looks a different scenery but it's always in your consciousness and you live to die that it's always going to be oh well that's just how it is or a belief system that we're just going to always have to suffer so if it doesn't have to be true it's an idea it's something that is passed on from people to people it doesn't have to be true we can agree to not suffer anymore we can agree 
to heal. We can agree to release. We can agree to actually take responsibility for our own well-being. That is so important. Well, I want to tell you something. I believe what you're saying 100%. You know how we used to say when we would go to a lot of different places and put a little note and we're going to burn this and we're going to forget this at Tony Robbins. We're going to walk on fire and that's conscious. I just want you to tell you subconscious ready is the real deep work that to be honest with you, when it was my last string of wanting to do it, it's the work that actually makes it sense because you have to sit if you're not meditating all day, you're still not in thought, but you're actually in your higher self. And if that's the work I do is that to connect you to your higher self so that it's real in real time, what you really are willing to let go of and heal. So you're having a little internal dialogue within self and you are absolutely, if you don't have any dialogue, it's because it's buried in the DNA. It's so not revealing you can't see it is because it's too it's you don't your body's not ready for it that is true okay so when you're ready the body heals mm. just work on subconscious i'm just trying it to it doesn't have to work with me just think of it in a different way of trauma being healed than working in the conscious mind that's beautiful dr rory it is such an honor to have the opportunity to discuss this healing with you that you have mm -hmm. knowing the kind of things you went through knowing that our audience is experiencing and 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 hearing it all and now getting hope like okay maybe just maybe it might work with me too and that is the goal of it how can people reach out to you Oh, easy. Everything's Rory Montali. It's like, there's, no, there's Rory, R-O-R-I, M-O-N-T-A-L-I. And I'll spell that. It's Rory Montali is LinkedIn. RoryMontali.com is my website. Rory Montali Instagram. Rory Montali Facebook. It's all the name because it's super wonderful. Thank you for doing something so simple to find you. Because <laughs> now we know. Simple. And there is one thing to remember, Dr. Romy Montali. All right, my healer, where are you? Let's do something together. <laughs> but let's do a quick little exercise so someone doesn't have the need to have me. I'm in this place of like, I want to give a quick little one second experience to just check in with self and whoever's listening and go, okay, how, where in my body do I feel? So that way they get grounded into feeling their body. Okay. So if you can't feel that go, okay, what is it that I need to know? And that's as simple as that. What is it that I need to know? That's talking to your higher self. I help people get to understand how to connect to your higher self, but it's so simple. What do I need to know right now? What do I need to do right now? Am I okay right now? It's so simple for those little things to ask self and you get the answer is higher self. And you can start practicing like that. And then say, if there was something I'm willing to look at with my trauma, how willing am I 
willing to work on it and how willing am I a yes to possibility? Because when you work with trauma, it has to be ready, a possibility to work on it and to be ready for whatever shows up. 99% of people that have trauma say they want to, they go to uh, tried it a few times, just ask those questions and you'll be on your road to possibility. That's it. You have to ask. I don't work with patients unless I say, Hey, are you willing to connect to you fully? Oh, I don't know how to do that. I don't know. How to do that. But are you willing to look at everything and be possible that it could be gone in this session? Can you, can you possibly fathom that idea? They said, I've been living it for 26 years. How is it possible? But can you do it for this session? And then when the body says yes, because the, they're saying to their body, yes. Do you know what significantly happens? Everything's yes. And when there's a no, it's not that it's not a good session. It's just, they're not ready yet because it's too much. We're not the right time. So that's important to always ask, is it in the right time to do this right now? It would say yes or no. Is Rory the person for me? Ask that. I do not ever take a patient unless they ask, am I for them? And then I don't take a patient unless I think I can support them. That's connecting to higher self, that not everyone's for everyone and not everyone's ready for healing. And, and, and we have to just be okay with that. And it's okay to say, no, I'm not ready, even though you have the trauma. That's great. But you're aware in the timeline that you're saying, I'm not ready in the conscious mind and the, you know, the subconscious to say, I know now I'm not ready, but I made a note of it. And now I know how to go back to ask again. And that's how I might be ready. And then when you're ready, you go, what do I need in this universe for it to be ready? And they say, I think you need a massage. Okay, great. I think you might just need to just go breathe. Maybe you need to go to a counselor. Maybe you need to be on a fast. Maybe you just need to go to church. Maybe you need a session with somatic emotional release. We don't know. All I know is trauma is not a one-way street. It's when you ask the questions to self and the guidance will come through. And when you get it from real time, I never sell myself, my dear. I never go, please here, book my session like I'm a massage therapist. I say, when you're ready and the, and the spirit is saying this could be supportive to you without knowing, really knowing, then it's a yes. And then when we're on the tables when I want to see the miraculous movement. And that's the portent of trauma is that there's many different layers and there's not always, I want it to be gone. Some people it's familiar. And some people it's detrimental, they're gonna commit suicide if they don't do something. Or some people are drinking and checking out and then doing harmful things by staying in a marriage. So trauma looks very different on multiple levels, but trauma is simply a lesson that we can use for the greatest good and turn it around and support people that a for self to heal and second of all if they want to do it as a career if they've lost in what's possible 
And then overall, it's just bringing in your life purpose is to know these things happen in life, Gemma. And there's circumstances to learn life lessons and how we overcome them. And I'm here to say, we're always going to have lessons, me and you. No one's perfect. Everyone can heal certain areas of their life. And this is a continuous practice for me as a practitioner, for you as a, as a beautiful soul. So I, I end with just asking a question here. Are you ready to heal your trauma? Again, and that's it. I love you. Thank that's you. That's the only answer. Thank you. Wow. Mm -hmm. Such an honor. Thank you, Dr. Rory Montali. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for opening up the past to possibilities and to recognize that, yes, we can live without trauma, even if we did experience it many times over and sometimes still today. In the subconscious mind, yes. Always. Always. I love you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.